For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. The following is an America Matters media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters media. Talking Truth to Power, America's Freedom Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer, and my co-host, Leland Fagri. And this is not an encore performance. No, this is live. We're live. We are live. <laughs> yep. Live radio, matter of fact. This stuff happens, huh? Yes. What the heck happened last week? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> that was the voice of Shannon Lawson, who's on, uh, working on our boards today. Uh, well, you know, we had uh, we can't uh, really begin the show with anything else except the... Uh, terrible tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, in the uh, Robb Elementary School, where the, uh, some kind of uh, deranged 18-year-old uh, went in there and uh, massacred uh, approximately 20 children and two teachers. And before he did that, he was busy slaughtering cats. Cats. Felines. Did, yeah, and he shot which his is, grandmother right before that. Which is a common theme of these monsters. They, yeah. they, they don't like four-legged creatures, and they test their skills on these yep. innocent creatures before they kill us, before they came, came after us. And it took 19 of these school-age fourth graders in order to kill this guy. That's what it took. Yeah, exactly. They're heroes, you know. Yes. But not the police. Uh, the Valde School District Police is lawyering up. They're refusing to cooperate anymore with the Texas uh, Public Safety uh uh, investigation of what happened because as you are undoubtedly aware but we have to mention it and give our condolences to the families and the, and of course our sorrow over what happened to the children he had 19 grown men uh, standing around for an hour heavily armed and uh, they refused to enter the uh, classroom and take down the shooter or try to save some of the children and the details are just horrific. Yeah, they're just al almost unrepeatable. Yes. I don't even like to think about it at all. But, you know, this mayor uh, as was sworn in in the Uvalde School District police as – see, how did that work? Was he police chief before he became a council member? I think so, yes. Okay. And so now he's <laughs> he has even more authority than he did previously, <laughs> and he's not going to cooperate. Yeah. And he's under at, – at one point he was under police protection – He's probably in a safe house somewhere because the people are so up mad about him. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, they, they were not – they just had active shooter training eight weeks before mm -hmm. the yeah. incident. Right. And they absolutely did not perform according to their manual and their protocols. Instead, they formed a perimeter like Columbine in 1999 or Parkland in 2018 – and, you know, that tactic was supposed to be abandoned. Even if there's only one cop on the scene, according to the protocol, he's supposed to run to the gun. Well, to, to be fair, and in their defense, this hardly ever happens. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> I see you smiling. But... Uh, well, I mean, I can't believe there's any school, uh, schools left. We should be 
taking our kids out of these institutions. Yeah, that's true. And then true. they wouldn't have anything to do. They'd have to find some other safe zone, exactly. gun-free zone, in order to shoot up. You know, we got to eliminate these gun-free zones is what we have to do. Well, the kids will be traumatized if they see their teacher wearing a gun. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that side of it as well. I mean, you don't really want to send your kids to an institution that looks like that. Right. But until we can get rid of the damn things, we don't really have right. a choice. And you don't want to see uh, TSA like Magna monitors and or security guards yeah. all over the place yeah. risking the kids' luggage. When you put the cops in the schools, they they often do. You know, most mostly all they do is harass the kids and send them and arrest them, arrest nine and ten year olds for for doing something wrong in school. Well, they arrested a ten year old in Florida. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. For making an online threat to a public uh-huh. school. So, yeah, it, the list goes on and on. And unless we get, learn our lesson, I mean, I don't have any kids, but I wouldn't ever send my child to an institution like that. Unless you have no other option. And even yeah. then you might not want to do it. Well, to be realistic, there's a lot of propaganda about this incident. In other words, uh, you're going to hear this was the 27th mass school shooting this year. That's not true. There have only been 13 real mass shootings in the last 50 years. Uh, the 26 other school shootings were not were shootings with four or more uh, people involved, but on but on school property, not in the school, uh, not incidental to the school curriculum. Uh, in other words, arguments in the parking lot or at a ball game or something like that where somebody pulls a gun and or it could, a school shooting is even more expansive. If the, if it just says the, how many school shootings, that can mean just an accidental discharge or a stray bullet that lands on school property. So you got to be careful about these statistics. And but, what did Tucker say last night on his show about uh, uh, Ramos spending Twice the amount of money you should have, or right. Where did he get to. the money? Yeah, well, he was working at a Wendy's. How he, did he get it? Because into the everybody school? knows that's where you, you know, yeah, earn that's money. how you earn the money to yeah. get a two thousand dollar. <laughs> he paid well, well over uh, the actual price, more than that. he should. And, yeah, and I was just stepping in when that when he was mentioning that on his uh, segment, and I I didn't understand what he was driving at. What was the difference between what he paid and what he should have paid? Right. Do you? I I think they run for around six hundred. You can get a AR fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is way too much. So obviously didn't have any financial acumen among other his other his (laughs) other gifts. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, and then that's just a week after the other uh, shooting in the Buffalo supermarket parking lot. But uh, this was not racist. Now, what's causing all this? If you if you take apart the guns, because most people, the, I think what they may do is try to do a, a eighteen year olds can only have a, like a single shot rifle, like a bolt action rifle, mm-hmm. and, and and semi no semi automatic weapons, maybe a revolver or a bolt action rifle. Or a, so we reduce the number of casualties by. 50 percent or something i don't know what it would be Uh, you know that i did have to crunch the numbers on that heaven knows they're just they're still not getting at the root of the problem right and besides if you're 18 year olds you could serve in the army but so why should you be able to carry it and in some states can bring yes
welcome back to Talking Truth to Power. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer. I'm here with Lila Fagri. And we were talking about the uh, Ovalde, Texas shooting, and we were talking about some of the co- uh, non-gun uh, causes. And uh, one, of course, was uh, mental illness fueled by the lockdowns that we've all experienced, uh, driving some young people uh, crazy. The U.S. has the highest rate of prescription psychotropic drugs. We don't know whether this young man, uh, Ramos, had that or not. We don't know yet, but uh, yeah. all of the other ones were committed yeah. by psychotropically infected. I say infected because <laughs> yeah. that's what they do. Um, There's the breakdown of the family structure again. Yeah, uh, exactly. No father in Which the is the root cause. Yeah. Fatherless children. Right. The usual suspect. All right. Do you want to go here? Ta-da. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> MK Ultra type mind control. Oh, wow. Is is this a false flag, as Alex Jones would say? Are is, they trying to push gun control or some other agenda? It, it does uh, lend itself uh-huh. to that kind of thinking, but then I'm conspiratorially minded. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, another very conspiratorial type of outfit that met in uh, – Switzerland this week, and that was the uh, the Davos crowd, uh, the future futuristic people, people that want to uh, combine human beings with computers and create a whole new world. It's upstaged the Bilderberg conferences, yes, which used to be the highlight of the elitism and internationalism, right? But um, apparently these days it's the World Economic Forum with my buddy Klaus. Uh, Klaus, and he's such a uh, weird-looking figure. I mean, they wear these Star Trek-type outfits. You know, it's like the Masons. Yeah, you know, it, it's symbolic of that kind of. And he thinking. has that scepter yeah. that he holds mm-hmm. in his hand because they're powerful people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, the Bilderbergs are set for their conference this month, and you know where it's going to be this year? What is it? In Sierra City, just right over here. It's a short drive from Reno. Oh, really? Isn't that interesting? It's always in, it's generally in Europe, but uh, yeah, this, they're bringing it, it to northern to the Sierras. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? It is the perfect place with trees and beautiful mountains, and unfortunately, it's also far away enough to confuse Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking because Jones is the one that was always talking about the Bohemian Grove and yeah. all the elites get there for wild orgies and stuff. And, but they never get out this way. Human for, sacrifice. For a Bilderberg. But guess who is apparently buried here, which has just come to light recently? Buried in, in Sarah City? Yeah, at the uh, what they describe as the Harrington Sierra Pines Resort, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Come on. That's what it says. The recently uncovered uh, secret uh, script that apparently he was not uh, exiled or found in Uruguay or Paraguay or South America or anywhere like that, but buried uh, his ashes are found in this uh, elite Sierra foothill community. So this is what I'm reading here. So <laughs> not that you can believe everything you read. But yeah, I guess not. But I mean, uh, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, but that, that's the reason they have apparently selected this particular site, according uh-huh. to this uh, gentleman is, who's describing the Bilderberg meeting, which uh, is uh, this month, beginning this month. Yeah. So is, is Jimmy Hoffa buried? <laughs> 
<laughs> Someone should tell Fox News. <laughs> yeah, send Araldo out to investigate. <laughs> who's that little spineless guy who's on the weekends on Fox News that's now carrying the, the ball on that story? You've seen, what's his name? The guy with the glasses. Oh. I don't, I, I don't even want to think about yeah, it. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, you know, the uh, the problem is that what? how can we get a handle on this? Uh, did I mention that? Um, By we, you mean? Yeah, the people. Us, yeah. Yeah, on Davos. What exactly is their agenda? We don't know, but. Well, we do know. You know, but I know what, uh, I know what. I know what makes Klaus Schwab mad. Yeah. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. yeah. What What makes Klaus Schwab mad? <laughs> Poor Klaus. Vaccine movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people. Oh, that's what makes him mad. Conspiracy people. Conspiracy people. Like me. Like, like you and me. <laughs> But if they if they were so built by us, yeah, that's that's what he also says. The future is built by us. Well, they believe that for sure, right? And he has this. uh, They want to measure our carbon footprint individually. Yes, that's right. They're going to have an app. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything is an app. Everything's on your cell phone. Yep. So you're going to be able to measure your carbon footprint. How much you're disturbing the quiet enjoyment of the universe by emitting carbon dioxide. Even though carbon dioxide is good for the planet. Yeah. Does anybody really care if Miami's underwater in a hundred (laughs) years? Nobody that's alive today would care. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They they have have supposedly supposed to be all upset about things that are going to happen a century from now or things that are happening halfway across the world that really don't affect us. Which, but uh, what's happening in our own backyard, never mind. We can't fix that or we don't notice that. Or, or it's whatever. somebody else's problem. It's somebody else's problem, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, let me give you a phone number. You could call them. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's an 800 number. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. <laughs> called Ukraine. Don't yeah. you like how she says that? <laughs> that's uh, that's not who we are. It's just called Ukraine. It's not yeah. really Ukraine. <laughs> God, she should be, if at anything, she'd be on a school board, yeah. not vice president of the United States. Right. So what's what's scary about uh, Klaus and his gang is is what we hear from the WHO, the World Health Organization, that they uh, want to have an international pandemic treaty tied to a digital passport, digital ID system. Global health. Yeah. The therapeutic state. We never will assign that to national governments anymore. That'll be held at the United Nations level. That's the plan. Right. So uh, legal, legally binding member states. Now, the thing is, the U.S. kind of wants something like this. Sure they do. Because, well, the the establishment, even if you just consider the surface uh, plans of the establishment, they would like it because uh, then – they they think they can use it to beat up on people we don't like, like China. I mean, if if there was a 
international standard and we thought that China wasn't uh, living up to it, we could use the WHO to beat up on China. But, but that is right the, now, the WHO is practically owned by China. Yeah, that's fanciful if yeah. at best. It's not going to happen that way. Yeah. But, of course, we don't want any liability to come back to us and our uh, vaccine manufacturers who we shield from all liability. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a... You know, we have to let them work without being accountable because otherwise they might not produce these yeah, vaccines these for us. Life saving yeah. vaccines. So we don't know where that's gonna go. It's something to keep on our radar and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that are but Well, I think they're getting their feet wet with this globalism as it entangles the planet Earth, as it entangles right. civilization. And they're gonna do it through health. And that really would be the back door in, wouldn't it? Because everybody wants. Don't forget ecology. Yeah, everybody. The, that's ec the other one. Ecology still everybody on the wants table. Clean yep. air and clean water. Right. And they want to be healthy as yeah. they live their lives. It's a human right to be healthy. Absolutely. <laughs> You're really criticizing science. Yeah. <laughs> because I represent science. Do you see he was doing research on the monkeypox as well? Oh yeah. Yep. But I, uh, you know, Bill Gates is always one step ahead. Yeah. Like there's going to be a famine, so he buys up all this farmland. He says the next and pandemic crisis will be caused yeah. by climate change. Yeah. Then, Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, These people are just flat out nuts, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. They're certifiably insane people. <laughs> Apart from his Asperger syndrome, right. Bill Gates is sociopath. Yeah, he's he doesn't come across that way. Yeah, but he but is. He, he regrets hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, that I was a mistake. That. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes. Welcome back. It's Talking Truth to Power. I'm your host, Bernard Trainer. I'm here with Leland Fagri. And uh, we were talking about uh, the inflation and the gas situation. It's gone up a dime overnight. Uh, overnight? Yep. Another dime? Another dime. I mean, you've got to... Right now, of course, we have the Putin price hike. Yeah, that's what Nancy thinks. But it's it's really more like the Zelensky price hike. That's what I would call okay. it. Was that Paul Polinsky? Okay. Uh, also, what was that? Uh, Speaker Pelosi's husband that we? Oh about? yeah, well he had a uh, he was overgassed. He, he was a little <laughs> too much gas. <laughs> Paul Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's too bad he wrecked his Porsche uh, driving out to his vineyard in Napa. Is that where you he know, was headed? Yeah. Yeah, we we should all have these problems. I mean, it's a terrible shock to you. The think Pelosi's. the grapes would cushion the blow, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Biden, uh, Brandon uh, wants us all to be all electric. We're in a period of transition. 
well, that's just like uh, with our uh, Admiral. Admiral Levine says uh, a lot of children are in a period of transition too. We got to, you know, we got to give them the care they need. Mm-hmm. We, you know. we meaning the state. Yeah, the state. You know, we got to make sure imagine they transition. Imagine the tobacco industry been immune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, imagine. <laughs> So, uh, while uh, Biden is transitioning all over the place, uh, the American people are suffering from the continuing high uh, gas prices. And that affects everything because everything travels. Oh, yeah. So if, they, no- they, could, they might destroy the trucking industry. Then what are they going to do? You know, if we see shortages all over the place in the fall, I think that a lot of people are saying that can happen. Well, I think they're bringing us to our knees. Yeah. Because they're running out of time to do so. And so what are we going to have to give up in order to get off our knees? That's the question. Yeah, right. I mean, did you see there was another chicken farm that was set alight in Minnesota? I mean, they're, they're, they're actually setting fire oh, yeah. to food manufacturing and distribution points in the United States because they want to starve us out of our kitchens. Yeah. I'll an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. You mean like uh, Russia, uh, 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 the Holomador, where Russia uh, caused the famine in the Ukraine? Yeah. It's sort of like that, worldwide famine. That kind of thing. Sure. And reduced population. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what Klaus wants to God do. God knows human beings are the problem. Yeah, we are the problem. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the thing is that uh, Russia is not at all disturbed by the EU sanctions. They're they're going to, I think, what the plan is they're going to give some oil to Hungary and Slovakia and Czechoslovakia because they're completely landlocked there. Yeah, the European Union has consented to that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, you know. The gas for rubles. Yeah. And you know why that gas for rubles came about? Because the European Union seized untold billions of Russian assets right. in Europe. Mm-hmm. The, the figures differ from 100 billion to 300 billion in that area. But at any rate, they seized a lot of Russia's assets. So if we accept the euro from you, you, we, you can seize those euros and then we'll be giving you gas for free. So they're not going to do that. And raising the value of the ruble. Right, and, right. And the- raising the value of the euro. So now they have to pay in, in uh, rubles. But the European Union said, okay, you can open the account with Gazprom Bank and you can pay them in euros. And then you can issue a statement that says this transaction is finished. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, of course, you're – Euros to be converted to rubles before it buys the gas. And- it's not as though Trump didn't warn them. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. You can hate him all you want, but he's been right yeah. about everything. So if, if Finland uh, and Sweden join NATO, they're going to reduce their defense budget mm-hmm. because we're going to be picking up the tab well, because you know, they've we got subsidize NATO. They're subsidizing those brooms that they train with. Yes. <laughs> They need to buy more brooms. More brooms? <laughs> it's going to take a bigger broom. For their NATO training. <laughs> Welcome to the world, Joe. <laughs> you having a good time, Joe? <laughs> well, apparently he's not having a good time. No. By all not. accounts, he's frustrated. Uh, and who can blame him? 
know? exactly. Somebody put him into this situation, or he allowed himself to be put. He put into, into it, or yeah, whichever way your conspiracy-minded little mind thinks, whether he got here's, bubbled into it or somebody bubbled him into it. Here's here's the deal, Joe. It's your turn, but this is the way it's going to play out. You want to do this? Are you in? That's kind of how it was explained to him. Yes. That's how it was explained to him. And he went for it. Yeah, you can be president. Your name will be in the history books. That's right. Right up there with James Buchanan. Right. That's the worst president. That's the worst. (laughs) And poor Dr. Jill. She just kept saying, vote for for my husband. I know he's not perfect, but he's a good man. Vote for him. Yeah. And that how is she going to feel after being first lady for the worst president in the history of America? I think she's already feeling that. Yeah, She must be, yeah. Yeah. If we survive, if if they don't actually push us over the edge. If there's an election. Yeah. And, or, did yeah, you, did you see the, this, this past week there was uh, a release of some of the emergency measures that the U.S. government would take given certain circumstances? Uh-huh. Did you see that? We talked. We've been talking about this on the show, right? Isn't that interesting that the, that it surfaced this week in press accounts? Right. Some, some of these extreme measures that the federal government could take in the event of a crisis, like if the Russians come, that sort of thing. If the Russians are coming, yeah, a suspension of elections, right? How else are they going to get through November without a suspension of elections? It can't happen here. Yeah. Right. You exactly. Know? We're too good for that kind of stuff. Mm, that doesn't happen in America. No. So uh, speaking of uh, worrying about his future, uh, for the first time we're hearing rumors that things are going so badly in the Ukraine that there could be a military coup if, uh, as expected, Russia completely takes over the Donbass and uh, we see mass surrender of Ukrainian troops uh there's a general, Valerly Zaluzny. I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right, but I tried. He's commander-in-chief of the Ukrainian Armed Forces, and he is reported to have argued because uh, President Goldberg of Ukraine, mm-hmm. yeah, he, uh, he insists that the troops must stand and fight, no retreat. Mm-hmm. And they're getting ground up. To the, last, to the last man. Yeah, Zelensky admits... 100 killed and 500 wounded each day. It's probably four or five times that, according to the Russians. Well, so. they're surrounded now in the Donbass, aren't they? Yeah, they're being surrounded. There's, so there's all this, all these little uh, cauldrons being formed. And it's there are some YouTube stations that will show you the map in detail on a daily basis. Uh, uh, one is called Defense Politics Asia. <laughs> That's the way they say their name, but they're they're in English, but it's a Chinese speaker, so it's a little bit of uh, hard. And there's another good one, uh, military something, that's uh, in the same vein. But they can show you exactly how the cauldrons are forming, and exactly, uh, for example, the Ukraines tried a counterattack in Kherson, in southern uh, Ukraine, just north of Crimea. The Russians are not pushing there yet. They're, it's a, they're holding that area to keep the Ukrainians held up there so they won't go to the Donbass. Uh, they're threatening uh, Odessa from there. But the uh, Ukrainians tried a counterattack over the last few days, and uh, they got into the Russian territory a little bit, and then they were driven right out again, just like uh, in the 
Kharkiv. They pushed the Russian, again, that's not a, an area where there's a lot of Russian troops. That's not the main battleground, but they're trying to get PR. You know, they're trying to get good press. They pushed the Russians and even... It really is all about just press relations. That's it. They're, yeah. The Zelensky government is a PR firm. Mm-hmm. That's It's a propaganda I mean, We firm. essentially laid out his playbook. It's in the Russian military playbook. That's straight out of their playbook. Putin's following a well-known playbook. It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. Again, we've seen Putin's Syria playbook. Russian disinformation playbook. Biden responds, cyber attacks are part of the Russian playbook. And so now they have resorted to the typical Russian playbook. This is a, a classic page out of dictator's playbook. Something that we see is in the playbook of Russia right now. Like a page from Russia's playbook. I got it on my computer, that playbook. <laughs> I downloaded it. Yeah, what, what chapter are we on now? <laughs> I did hear where the Azov um, swastikas have come off the uniforms. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yeah, another PR move. Yeah, another right. public relations stunt. They, they, uh, Zelensky ordered the Azov battalion, the survivors, the ones that weren't uh, killed or captured in Mariupol, to uh, get rid of their Wolfsangle or Wolfsangle. Uh, it looks like a psychedelic swastika, like a, you know, a distorted swastika. They have to get rid of that now and put on the Ukrainian symbol, which is a trident. So, uh, so it's a kinder, gentler as uh, Yeah, Italian. that's what it always was. Yeah. I mean, the ADL approves of kinder, gentler Nazism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just moderate Nazis. That's yeah, all they that's are. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the American people are paying them. You know, yeah. they, they don't know. I mean, you One can percent take... of their na- of the national budget was sent over there. Really? Yeah. You can't, you know, you, Our can, national you can take off an arm patch on a uniform, but you, you can't get rid of all those swastika tattoos that these guys have all over their yeah. bodies. Yeah. That'll be a little harder to do. Truth to Power, uh, Reno's Freedom Talk Radio going out to Nevada and the world. Northern California. Northern California. And we're on a 93.7 FM now. Yes, we are. And we also, our podcast is appears on all podcast compatible Wherever you sites. find podcasts. Exactly. And that terrestrial signal is from the outskirts of Sacramento all the way through Winnemucca. See that? You're on Sac- I-80? Uh-huh. Talking Truth to Power. All the way. <laughs> On Tuesday, the Ukrainian parliament removed Lyudmila Denisova, the parliament's commissioner for human rights, from her post. Mm-hmm. You see, her that. her propaganda was just too much for the even the Western was, media. was just too good. Yeah. <laughs> she had stories uh, that you wouldn't believe that would be out of a dime novel about, uh, you know, ex- you know, rape, rape, rape everywhere. The Russians are raping, and they're uh, and dogs are eating the bodies. And uh, maybe Stacey you know. Abrams could take a yeah. clue from this, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yes. 
Uh, she got a lot more press than Stacey Abrams did with her books. Yeah. But finally, even the Western press started to be skeptical. And they started to ask her to please back up some of these accusations with evidence. And was making them look bad. Yeah. It's it ridiculous <laughs> some of the stuff that's coming out of there. <laughs> the. Uh, so, so uh, an another uh, propaganda hit that was pretty much debunked, even by General Mil Miley, uh, the uh, Russia is not causing the global food shortage. They're not? No. Okay. No. It seems that uh, Ukraine has been saying that the Russian blockade, they got Boris Johnson involved. He puffed up his chest and was talking about sending the Royal Navy to yes, break blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool he is. He, now he thinks he's Admiral Hornblower. But it know? was always sort of that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they like about him over there, I think, to a certain extent. To a certain extent, mm -hmm. yeah. But he spends too much time playing. Doesn't he play with railroads or something? Or I he don't builds know. House, little houses? Electric trains and stuff? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's a or little was that Pete Buttigieg? One of the no, two. I think it's Boris Johnson. <laughs> It's the little boy in it. Yeah. You know, him and his barber. You know, it's one of those deals. <laughs> so it's, it turns out it's not the Russian blockade that they now have two humanitarian corridors where they guarantee the safety of ships trying to bring grain out from Ukraine. Uh, what's really the problem is all these mines that Ukraine uh, mined there offshore with. Uh, and uh, a lot of these mines had due to storms and so on, have uh, come loose, and they're floating around. They even got the Turkish waters, and Erdogan yeah. was very upset, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Well, he's he, Erdogan is, is Putin's emissary in, in NATO. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. To a, to he represents extent. Putin yeah. in, in NATO. So. Yeah. So he, he, whatever he says is coming from Putin, you know. So he's making the big deal about uh, Sweden and, and uh, Finland. Finland entering NATO, that they have to get rid of all their uh, people that they're giving refuge to from the, uh, from the Kurds uh, because uh, Turkey considers the Kurds to be terrorists, the PKK and the YPK or whatever, Y2K. I don't know what, the, what they're <laughs> – but he – he considers them to be terrorists, and uh, he's also going to take advantage of Russia being involved in the Ukraine, or he thinks he will, to uh, lop off a, a little more Syrian territory. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, what I'm seeing here is that he initiated that military uh, event this morning. Oh, he sent troops this yeah, morning? Yeah, he sent troops this morning, yeah. And he's tried to uh, initially, anyway, uh, have a... 30 mile, what he euphemistically calls a peace corridor. Right. Uh, 30 miles right on the Syrian border uh, over the territory that's held by the Kurds, the SDF. Right. <laughs> and, you know, once he gets that 30 mile kilometer peace corridor set up, it might not become so peaceful. Yeah, exactly. Because he'd really like to get rid of the Turks, uh, the Kurds completely. Mm -hmm. So. And, uh, you know, the Kurds, what the Kurds need to do and which they don't want to do is join Syria. They need to go to Bashar Assad 
and he has offered them cultural autonomy, but not political autonomy. They have to be just like everybody else in, in the Syrian coalitions. They have to, you know, be just regular citizens. They're not going to have their own political autonomy, their own semi-autonomous territory up there in northern Syria. But they can have their cultural autonomy. They can teach Kurds, Kurdish culture and, and uh, language and everything in the schools. But the optics there are right. not good. No. Embracing Assad yeah, from I, an ally of Putin, which is what Erdogan basically is. Right. So they're going to have to decide uh, whether to uh, basically throw their lot in with uh, Assad and Russia, who are, in fact, the internationally recognized uh, – well, Assad is. Russia is in there by his invitation, but they are the uh, – uh, he is the legitimate ruler, despite what everybody say, uh, in the West likes to think. He is the legitimate ruler of the country. So they would either throw in with them or fight the Turks on their own and count on U.S. help. How much help are we going to give to them fighting another NATO? Whatever member? it takes, because you know that NATO, uh, the, the NATO part of the conscription or their commitment to NATO has been reduced. Every country has reduced its military component right. by, by, by troop strength and by uh, military hardware, etc. So whatever's left, whatever that deficit is, is us. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. And it's all, again, so we've said it before. Get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All their plans are heading down that, that rat hole there. Well, well, Erdogan has described this effort as a major military operation. So, Oh, a major military yeah, operation. So. Oh. It's not just a special military no. operation like Russia's. No, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they, they keep talking about Ukraine, 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 but Russia's got 15% of its armed forces involved in there. Right. You know? It's right on Russia's border. I mean, how how possibly could they think that Ukraine would they be able to beat Russia? Well, here are the percentage changes of uh, troop uh, commitment to the NATO alliance. According to this chart here, Germany is now down 65%. Italy is down 65%. France is down 62%. Spain down 53%. The United Kingdom down 49%. So you get the idea. Right. You know, there's a lot less going on there than Americans would likely believe. Sure. Any commitment to any any threat to the NATO alliance will be we're supposed to us. Yeah, we're supposed to come in and save their bacon. Yep. And and we're subsidizing them uh, because, uh, you know, we're we're paying basically for all of that. They all reduce, like you said, their. Uh, Equipment, their their commitment to NATO, they reduce that and they spend the money on their woke social programs yeah. or whatever. So else. they have yeah. six week vacations. And they yeah, they that's give their people about. yeah, that's true too. So and and the the plan for NATO is still the same. It's to keep America in. We shouldn't be that heavily involved in Europe. The founding fathers warned us against that. Over that, that kind of entanglement was not ever to be found in our future. So NATO is about keeping America in, Germany down. Now that they have a leftist green regime in Germany, they're going to de-industrialize Germany to make it a green utopia. Yeah, that's already happened, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's happening now. And so America in, Germany down, and Russia out. 
That's, you know, Russia tried to join NATO, wanted to join NATO. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't Russia be part of the European security arrangement? It it could provide a lot more security than Finland. Because we have to have an enemy to justify the the military-industrial complex. Exactly. All those big budgets. Yep. You know, most of this $40 billion or a lot of it that we voted for Ukraine is really just going to our military industrial complex to and make up for all the obsolete weapons we sent over to Ukraine. And to heaven knows who. Yeah. Because those weapons will, are not accounted for. Once exactly. they arrive, if they arrive, they will not be. No. And they really don't work. You know, the. Uh, the Stinger anti-aircraft missiles worked for the first few weeks of the year. They haven't worked since, and the uh, because the Russian airplanes are just too good, they figured out how to evade them. The uh, the switchblade drones. Nobody that's studying this war can find a single videotape of one of these many drones we sent over there actually hitting a target. Mm-hmm. They haven't been able to find it because Russia has such good. Air defense. Well, we gotta go. We do? I think so. Our time is up. Well, you know this inflationary period? Yeah. It's just a period of transition. I know. We're transitioning all the time. Our kids are all transitioning. We're transitioning. Oh, man.